0: In tiny groups, a server escorted us to another room. Down a short, narrow staircase awaited an open door to a speakeasy of sorts. Inside the secret room stood a small bar with an invitation for guests to stand. Behind the bar was Takuma Wanatabe, founder of Martinis, an experience of a lifetime. Takuma greeted us and the ceremony commenced. With a homeopathic setup, he delicately crafted individual elixirs with surgeon-like precision. One by one, the aromatics poetically filled our senses, breathing life back into our tired souls. Smiles furnished our faces. Our hearts thanked our maestro without words. We took our final sips, replenished and rescued, then faded away like our eyes were wide shut. I opened today's podcast with that little passage from the end of a story I wrote about my favorite bar experience of 2022. Because that was at Tales of the Cocktail. Um, If you don't know, Tales of the Cocktail is a large bar cocktail experience for people travel all across the world down to New Orleans to drink, to gather, to honor the debauchery of the elixirs that we create and serve all across the entire world. I've always been a little hesitant of going to Tales. It was my first year going in the summer of 2022. Great experience. And it was an experience that I was hesitant to have because I'm not all about big crowds. I'm not all about boasting um, self-congratulatory experiences in the whiskey world and the cocktail world. And that's what some of it is, but it's not all of that. There's a lot of amazing interactions, activations, and just all around good times that happen throughout the city for an entire week that's based around spirits. I started to take more of an approach of building new stories and not being stuck in old stories. And this trip was definitely part of that experience. I pushed away my preconceived thoughts of tales and what it might happen and actually went mostly for work. But, um, you know, I was there for five, six days and had to experience much more than just work. I could have sat in my Airbnb and done nothing and gone to an activation or two, or I could have uh, fully immersed myself in which I did and tried to uh, experience new life and new things. I think that's so much of what happens in traveling experiences and why people travel in general. I was listening to a podcast recently with Rick Rubin and Malcolm Gladwell, and Rick Rubin said about he's promoting a book about creativity, and one of his quotes, the podcast really resonated with me was I haven't done that yet it's simple right to the point why not try that experience why not try being creative creativity is all about taking chance and taking risks and this was one of those trips that fell into the category of taking a risk ended up having one of my favorite experiences the entire year with a bartender I consider a friend and with guests that I definitely consider friends who are my co-workers uh, for a whiskey distillery I, I work for called Starward. I am a brand ambassador for Starward. I cover the Midwest states, if you didn't know that. I live here in Chicago, Illinois, where I'm recording right now. But this, this podcast is all about the travel experiences when it comes to being a brand ambassador. I used to cover a lot of the United States when the brand first launched here, when Starward first launched in the U.S., mostly just because we didn't have a lot of manpower. And I was jumping all across the country, covering um, places I haven't even been back to since in a couple of years, partially because of the pandemic and partially because we've actually hired people in regions all across the United States where, uh, where we can actually have a, a better footprint of, of work to be done. But I used to, like, scour the world, if you will, or scour America to try to sell whiskey, and then I get to have these really cool experiences that come along with that. And I come to this list of what I'm going to talk about here tonight with the point of view as a whiskey ambassador who travels across the country to promote and share a story of my distillery. I don't have the chance to visit every highly acclaimed restaurant or sip the wonders of every great uh, concoction at all the great cocktail joints, nor do I get to jump in in a dark corner of every local dive bar and experience those local treasures. But I do have a privileged opportunity to be hosted by local sales reps, bartenders, and and brand ambassadors alike to graciously show me the great haunts and the digs of their hometown. And I wanted to curate a list, not a best of, at the end of 2022, and I was super hesitant to even start building this list, and I don't know why. It was like something holding me back on the inside. Like, I I hate reading lists. I don't care about lists. I I wanna hear about people's experiences. I want, to say, I want to hear like, oh, here's my favorite cocktail or here's my favorite top 10 distilleries. I want to hear why you love the whiskey that you're drinking. I want to hear why you love that bar from an individual and get into the nitty gritty details of what's really going on inside that bottle or on that bar stool with that barmaid or barman across right from that table that you rest your elbows upon and why that experience is so meaningful. So I cut back. And I'm like, you know what, I just don't want to be a part of a trend um, and a part of a pretty bleak conversation, boring conversation when it came to top 10 lists. So I started thinking, why don't I build out almost little guides to the cities that I go to a lot and not necessarily build a, um, a tourism guide, but a guide based on where I like to hang out when I go to cities and cities that I'm looking most forward to revisiting in 2023. So I started doing that, Um, I've been procrastinating on actually recording this podcast or recording any podcast recently in the last couple of weeks, but you know what, I'm going to get back to doing everything on a weekly basis, if not more, um, from now on, and if it means just recording by myself and doing episodes like this, part of the Where You Want to Be series, then you know what, so be it, here it is. So today we're talking about Austin, Texas. It's a city famed as, you know, weird and cool and inventive, liberal, the little island of liberalism inside of the giant state that is the Republic of Texas. It's a city I've been visiting now for nearly a decade. I've almost moved there two times in the last 10 years and potentially even maybe moving there in the future. We'll see if wife approved. Maybe we'll see about that. But it's a cool city that I love. And I know there's a lot of people that it's a trendy city to visit. Um, It's on every like top 10 list and all that kind of stuff to go to. But I get to see it from a different point of view and different set of eyes. I don't go wherever TikTok or Instagram tells me. I go based on where, where the whiskey is, where the cocktails are, when I meet with these local people. And more like I said, brand ambassadors, sales reps, bartenders where they tell me to go, where I'm going to sell whiskey. And then I'm sitting down at their bar. I'm sitting down in a meeting and be like, all right, where do I go right now? Like what's going on? Where are a few places I need to hit up? And that's where I come to today with this little navigation, I guess, if you will, through the great city of Austin, Texas. And if I may, before I go into that, I want to talk about, Why I travel and what whiskey means to me. Whiskey is a drink that taps into what it means to be a human, according to the philosophy of whiskey. Whiskey helps us feel alive on the good days. It helps us settle into the abyss on the challenging days. It's not a binary elixir, though. Whiskey has multiple, unexplainable, unexplainable amount of evocations. Yet at the same time, at its best, whiskey is a unifier. Bringing together people wrapped in the good company of a good quality spirit. In my opinion, when you're in your good company of others, there is no bad whiskey. And I think that's what Ski in the Lake was meant to celebrate. It's not just whiskey. It could be cocktails. It could be food. It could be the experience of people and sharing those experiences. In the case of this podcast it's mostly experiences based around what's behind the whiskey label on that bottle. Who are those people that built that brand? And now we get trying to get a little bit of a chance to experience what's building the city. So, if I can create a little bit of a nice little guide to Texas based on a day or two of hanging out in that great city, I must say, it all begins with breakfast, right? I was recently in Austin about 10 days ago, or maybe a little less than that, uh, for a work trip. I visit the state of Texas once a month for work. Um, Austin is now becoming one of our... Focal territories to sell a little bit of Star Starward and I absolutely love that. I know I've become friends with bartenders. I've become friends with sales reps um, and I always admire the people down there and what they have going on in the cocktail world, the bar scene, and obviously the food too. And on this last trip to Texas, I decided to get a little bit of some food. I don't actually eat breakfast a lot either, but something was just pushing me from the inside. And telling me I needed breakfast after a bit of a rough night of drinking. Uh, Imagine that. I was out till about 1 a.m., not too late, but uh, a little late for a Wednesday, especially after driving up from San Antonio the day before and working all day the day before that. So, with my uh, current mood, I decided what places have I not been to, a restaurant, what's open? What's on my little list of places to go visit? And I fell upon a really great place in East Austin. And I think East Austin is a great place to begin this conversation in this podcast because it's like the trendy hip area of what's going on, I think, in the food world, the cocktail scene, and everything that's kind of great about visiting Austin right now. Um, I began my day at Paperboy, which you must go to. I Honestly, I really say that it's just one of those places that I just kind of fell in love with right when I walked in, took a seat at the bar. I recommend that as well. If you're for the party of one, two, maybe even three, you can sit there and watch the chefs work in the background, making some deals, um, watch everybody pouring the coffee, making the coffee. You get to get that whole experience, the whole heartbeat of the restaurant while sitting at that bar, topping on those stools. And I must suggest the steak and eggs. Oh, my goodness. So good. It was such a uh, protein-rich a little bit of some carbs with the French fries that came with them. Hand-cut fries, I should say. I should say to soak up the alcohol alcohol from the night before. And as I'm sitting there enjoying my nice steak and eggs and a delicious cup of coffee, which I had not experienced yet other than making a regretful cup of coffee with the Keurig in the hotel room, I was coming back to life, let's say. And as I'm sitting there sipping that coffee, doing a little bit of work, chomping on some food, all of a sudden, the girl next to me starts asking me, is this your first time here? And I said, yes. Next thing I know, I'm in a 10, 20, 25-minute conversation um, with this woman and her husband about Austin and why they come to this, come to this restaurant, paperboy that is, once again, once a week. And next thing you know, two of their friends walk in, they're bartenders. We start talking. I start pulling out some whiskey samples. We start sampling a little bit of some... Uh, Fifty-ounce whiskeys, uh, fifty-milliliter whiskeys, if you will, and talking to the people behind uh, the kitchen bar, and next thing you know, it feels like a real Midwest experience in a small town, but I'm in like you know a decent-sized city down in the Great Republic that is the state of Texas, and I felt like home. And you know what? I was replenished, replenished. I had some nourishment inside of me, and if I didn't have a meeting. To go to, I would have just jumped right down the street, literally about 30 paces to the west, and jumped right into a great bar, one of my favorite whiskey bars in the entire country, Nickel City. Now, if you're a whiskey fan, if you're a fan of bars, you're a fan of cocktails, you're a fan of fried food, I would go out there and say on a limb that maybe you heard of the great Nickel City. Also located in East Austin. Opens up early for lunch. Stays up open for late for all of us zombies. All of us people that enjoy a good cocktail into the wee hours of the night. Um, a really great curated section of whiskey from all over the world. A highball machine. $4 uh, cream ales that come in a nice frosty mug. Just a delicious place. Single barrels. Everything you could possibly want as a whiskey bar. Structured it in kind of more of like a a dive bar function, but it doesn't try to be a dive bar. It just is who it is. It has its own personality. Um, Tober and his team over there do a great job. It's definitely a must stop. It's so cool how every time I go in there, I run into somebody from Austin or Texas, but I also run into people from Chicago um, where I live because it is like a beacon that attracts everybody in the spirits world to make sure they go there and uh, experience that great Texas whiskey bar um, that has some pretty good cocktails. And you know what? I don't mind a jalapeno popper too So pretty great. Obviously, there's great food trucks all throughout Austin. It's kind of one of the, just the staples of the food scene is that there's amazing food trucks all over the place. But one of my favorite food trucks, if you're looking for a little, maybe like an evening snack before a nice dinner... Or a late night snack to soak up some of those good suds you've had over the evening, I would suggest uh, the taco stand at Seven Grand. That's on the back bar, um, that's situated in between the Mez, uh Cal bar and also the Rum bar called Kanya. Uh, it's on the back deck there. Seven Grand is, um, I think, a pretty well known establishment throughout the country as they have multiple locations all throughout the United States and are only expanding with their bar group. It has probably one of the vastest, the most vast uh, collections of whiskey um, inside of, in Austin has pool tables, set up kind of like a, uh, a Hunter's Lodge if you will, but in, wrapped in the, the beautiful presence of also a quality uh, whiskey bar that you might see in, in Manhattan so it's, it's a great symbol of Texas, it's a great symbol of fun, but also just a great symbol of world whiskey as you can find anything from all over the world in that back bar, and if you're looking for all the allocated stuff, great spot for that. Um, Stephanie, who runs the program over there, she does an amazing job. Friendly staff. Um, <laughs> my wife and I were we were hanging out there back in November, just on a little a little trip, a little weekend getaway, before I had some work to do in the city. And we're sitting at the bar. It was a Friday night. It was getting kind of busy, in that like. Seven eight o'clock range. People uh, getting some drinks, and there's a large group. And this girl, I don't want to call her basic or anything, but you know, somebody comes to Austin and probably spends three hundred dollars on some cowgirl boots, and you know another three four hundred dollars on a cowgirl hat. That she's never going to wear again until she takes her next uh, trip. That's promoted by Instagram to Aspen, and comes up to the bar and asks. Uh, I'll believe the bartender's name out of it, but asked one of the bartenders for uh, a wine list and. The bartender appropriately responds to saying, Honey, this is a whiskey bar. I got whiskey, and I got one wine, and it's boxed. <laughs> and it was just an amazing response, and the expression that this this, this woman had who was ordering the wine was like, It's boxed? And she's like, What about champagne? <laughs> and she goes, Once again, I got one wine, and it's boxed. I don't know what, I'm sure like a Pinot or a Cab, whatever it might be. Gives her a glass of it, she begrudgingly walks back to her group with two glasses of box red wine and a few old fashions that she ordered for her group and let it be known 10 12 months later same girl comes up gets another order of box wine and yep she loved it uh i guess in that sense of how much you can ever love box wine inside of a whiskey bar in uh, austin texas but seven grand is a must stop also um no, it's right before you get to East Austin. Uh, it's it's just a little bit west of the interstate divides, the downtown area from downtown to East Austin. It's on Seventh Street, um, right behind Sixth Street, which is a mess of petulant debauchery. I would say I would probably way of summing it up. So I don't really hang out much, much on Sixth Street, but there are some good things, um, that you can you can have there. Some little some little gems. But we're gonna stay away from that street in this conversation. So we covered a few things. Get some breakfasts at Paperboy while you're over right there. Go to Nickel City. Pop in Nickel City anytime. Seven Grand, awesome place. Get a burrito as well. But if you're looking for a burrito to fill you up for the entire day, you're gonna have to go over to Rainy Street and go to Little Brother. Little Brother is this tiny little bar slash coffee shop in the morning time that uh, has a restaurant that's inside of a taco truck attached to the building. And it's right when you get on Rainy Street and you're walking your way down. It will be on your east side of the street. Get a little uh, burrito in there. It is honestly a burrito that I still dream about. My wife still dreams about having. She literally asked me to buy her one um, the morning. I was driving from Austin to Dallas and bring one for her. Unfortunately, the burrito shop had not opened before I had left. So I was unable to do so and procure a burrito for her, but it is absolutely delicious. Get a Lone Star to go along with it and then be on your way to the rest of the bars down on Rainy Street. Rainy Street. And while you're on Rainy Street, one thing I, one bar I would definitely highly recommend is Half Step. So you have a great cocktail selection, um, a huge patio. One thing you'll notice if you haven't ever been to Austin is that the patio scene at bars there is is absolutely absurd in the best way. Everybody has a big patio. You walk into these little... Uh, bars that are still built out of the concrete, dark, dim, almost dank kind of feel to them. As if like you're in a Midwestern basement and might be a pool table to the side, bar in the middle, something like that. And you walk to the back, go through a door and there's just this giant yard of picnic tables and most of them have another selection of of a bar back there, maybe a taco truck or two or, you know, any food truck, if you will. So, uh... Always be on the lookout for that when you're in Austin, going to going to uh, going to any bars and paper or sorry, uh, little brother for a burrito. Rainy Street, hanging out, live music a lot of the time. Great, kind of like a cocktail vibe, va- dark, moody vibe to it that has a stage for musicians to play inside. Then also on the backyard, there's musicians to play out there as well. Rainy Street has kind of turned that thing into a graduation of Sixth Street goers that are now. Approaching their 30s have made a little bit of money and like to get wild but still awesome a great time uh so yeah um, definitely visit has to party there idle hands is another great uh, bar to check out while you're over on rainy street as well but kind of focusing also on east austin back in east austin uh there's just a plethora of bars plethora of restaurants to go to some of my favorite ones, we'll just kind of go here fast so we don't take it too much of your time. Uh, Whistler's, one of the best probably cocktail bars in the entire city. Huge patio, once again, really delicious food truck with like fried chicken, those kind of uh, more of a Nashville almost vibe to it with the food truck there, but delicious. It has uh, an amazing kind of upstairs speakeasy mezcal bar with so many different selections of agave and mezcals up there to enjoy from and... It's always smelling like smoke, uh, like a fire kind of sense to it. That before well, they burn, like this, like uh, this incense, if you will, and it creates a beautiful aroma to have inside the bar while you a delish- have a a wide variety of cocktails to choose from. I threw a party there back in November with another little company called Mister Black, and honestly, it was like one of the best cocktail um parties I've, I've had it was a blast of people who were invited of people who attended and rsvp and then just you know regular goers that come to the bar on a thursday night and they're like what's going on here is just some guys slinging some cocktails with some australian spirits back there don't mind if i do except for that one douchebag you know there's always one douchebag we won't we won't call him out just yet or not at all but whistler's I would say definitely a go-to. You can walk to all these bars in East Austin, they're like a mile part of each other. And if you want to stay in somewhere a little bit different instead of downtown or like somewhere on South Congress, which is a huge, vibrant area of tourism, you can kind of come to this part of the city where a lot of tourists don't know about it. And one of the most hidden gems in the city, in my opinion, is a bar called Treasury, which is a speakeasy to another great bar called shangri Law. Shangri-La fits into the description of kind of one of those dank uh, warehouse feel to it, basement feel, concrete all built in the inside. Go outside, huge giant patio. Then you go up the stairs, you go back into the corner, you see a green light and a green door and a doorbell, you hit the buzzer, they will let you in if they have capacity. I'd say capacity is probably like 40 people, if that. And you go down the other side of the stairs, and all of a sudden it leads you right into this little great speakeasy cocktail bar, where Antonio and Aaron run this really great production um, of cocktails. Can kind of make anything you want. I went there one night, and you know it was just a lot of whiskey, a lot of beer, a lot of refreshments. And I needed something that was going to like ease the palate, but still I could stay out, keep that buzz going. And I ordered one of the most delicious fernet and sodas with a little bit of scrape of orange peel on top of there. It was absolutely delicious. Kept me right in the game. Kept me going. And it's always a great, it's a great bar too because you can't move the stools at the bar. So it's fixed in that sense. And people are almost forced to commingle with each other. There's no TVs. And that's the one thing I like about a lot of bars in Austin. There isn't TVs to distract you from. Uh, engaging socially. Oh my God. And socially in person, not on like social media. So uh, it's one thing I preach about that city. It's, it's great bars. And this is another little gem of East Austin and it's our city. So you can walk to so many of these spots here. I'll be posting pictures, um, of these bars so you can get a feel for them. DM me, ask me how to get into some of them if you need to, that kind of stuff. But you know, those are some of my favorite things. And then to go with like, a little bit of a pick me up. In a legal way. I also love coffee. I love food. I love whiskey. I love cocktails. A couple of little coffee shops I can recommend to you. Hound Tooth Coffee Shop, which is on like Fourth and Congress, uh, one of my favorite coffee bars in the entire city. It's in a big um, office building on the first floor, but huge seating outside, a lot of seating inside, delicious coffee. And definitely, if you're staying in the downtown area, a must-go. One of the little more, um, I guess, not, not, off, not out of the way, but just on more of the west side of downtown, there's a place called Codependent, which is a coffee shop and a cocktail bar, which is I love to see the, the, the combination of those all throughout Austin. And actually, the next two places I'm talking about, Codependent and Two Hands, are both uh, coffee shops slash cocktail bars and restaurants. And they kind of change throughout the day. Um, as you kind of go through there, there will be more people working on their computers in the morning and then the afternoon shifts, um, into a little bit more of like a cocktail place. And then by the night it is a cocktail bar, but, uh, great coffee, great pastries. Um, and then a wonderful cocktails and a really cool place to hang out. That's over on the West side of town. <clears throat> uh, that is, that is called codependent and then two hands, which is also an Australian owned operation kind of spreading across the United States a little bit. They uh, have a coffee shop. They have a location on South Congress that is kind of right in the heart of South Congress. But um, awesome place to get some coffee. Awesome place to get a little snack before you go out for the evening and uh, get a cocktail too. So if you're looking for both a little bit of a pick-me-up and a downer or vice versa, then those are some really great places to go. You can find so many good coffee shops, so many good food trucks. Those are just a, a plethora. Of them all throughout the great city of Austin, and let's see what we should wrap up here with. I think I've hit some good spots. If you're looking for a straight up, um, great just kind of like whiskey bar, nothing really else to go along with it, I would say the Down Low uh, would be a really great, pre- really great place, which is over on Fourth in I don't know if it's called Boystown or the Gay District of Austin, which. I think that's kind of just the whole entire city. It's very liberal. It's very inviting. It's very inclusive, which is an amazing part about visiting that cities that you, that whenever I go, I feel kind of like a local. Um, I don't go extremely, I haven't been there a ton of times, so I'm starting to go there a lot more. And every time I go back, there's people to text, people to hang out with. And if you can pop in, do that. And if you're looking for something that's a little bit off the beaten path, there's a, a great cocktail bar called King B, which is part of the same, part of the same restaurant group. S7 Grand um, Evan, my boy Mora, runs that place and go over and say hi to him. Tell you Jake from Keen the Lake. Actually, say Jake from Starward. He'll know what that means more. Uh, send sent you over and he can hook you up with a great cocktail. There's also a, a ton of great speakeas speakeasies across the city. Um, Firehouse is an awesome speakeasy. that's in a hostel and if you want to get the code for floppy disk, which is probably it's it's up there it's definitely up there these are more downtown austin both firehouse and floppy disc go there and i will say that you go that you go to actually you go to sorry you go to firehouse get the code for floppy disc which is it looks like a computer repair shop and there's a little code you enter to open the door and that's how you get inside of that place but stay at firehouse and get a cocktail um maybe don't stay for the dj always though just saying but they usually play some really good music over sound system in general and if you're looking for a little gem to stay somewhere that's not in the not in downtown not on south congress i would have to suggest the east austin hotel it's kind of one of those i don't know if you've seen these across the country being built these old motels that are being renovated into like these hipster meccas of hotels but this one does it right and it doesn't have the thin walls the beautiful rooms well decorated and curated there's a pool right in the middle of um excuse me, of the property it has a nice gym a really nice restaurant called second that's attached to it outdoor bar during the in-season times so Definitely a really cool place to stay. It's pretty inexpensive and it's definitely worth the price. And then you're in walking distance to all those great bars and restaurants, which I just mentioned over in East Austin and pretty easy way to get around. It's, it's a city that's very walkable. Um, if you've been there, you'll know that. You can get a scooter. I've never done many scooters kind of against those, but you can do that. And Ubers are super cheap. You can get Ubers anywhere for pretty much like around like 7 to $9 and go anywhere from like East Austin to downtown South Congress all throughout the day. And if you're really looking to treat yourself yourself, by yourself traveling or if you're with a significant other, I have to have to recommend Jay Carver for dinner. It is an old school steakhouse. Get a seat at the bar. They will take care of you. It will be entertaining. Delicious cocktails. One of the best cuts of steak I've ever had in my entire life. And the atmosphere is something um, that you need to experience because it's professional bartenders Treating you like a king and queen for the evening. The bill's going to be a little bit expensive, but it's definitely worth it because the way they treat you while you're there and the food is absolutely delicious and I can't speak more highly of it. Go to a lot of steakhouses in Chicago. There's a lot of these in Chicago and I think it holds up with any of the ones I've been to here. So high praise for that place. Jay Carver once again. Treat yourself that way and end your trip on a great note. So that's an episode of Where You Want to Be. Austin edition. I'm going to do some more of these probably think about a little bit better <laughs> um and just provide not not like a list and not a not like a the top of but just the things the places i like to go to when i'm visiting cities for my job as a whiskey ambassador for the star Wars whiskey so that's it for tonight or today for this morning whatever time day you listen to this podcast appreciate you guys cheers